Hey, thanks for listening to the Reclaim Media Weekly Podcast. To stay up to date on all of our blogs, our podcasts, and our YouTube videos, you can subscribe on our website, reclaim.media. Now please enjoy the message. Today I want to talk to you about your calling. Most of us have the question, Lord, what am I called to do? What is my life's purpose? What have you destined me for? Today, I want to help you answer that question by giving you some practical advice that we learned from Scripture. I want to start by reading the book of Isaiah, chapter 6, verse 1 through 4. It says this, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above it stood seraphim. Each one had six wings. With two he covered his face, with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. And one cried to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the posts of the door were shaken by the voice of him who cried out, and the house was filled with smoke. In this chapter in the book of Isaiah, Isaiah is going to lay out the calling that God placed on his life. He's going to lay out the moment that he heard the voice of God and he responded to that voice. But it's interesting that it's in the year that King Uzziah had died. So Isaiah is now in this season of transition. King Uzziah was known as a, as a king who did right in the sight of the Lord, while King Ahaz was known as a king who did evil in the sight of the Lord. So Isaiah is now in this transition from a godly king or a righteous king to an evil king. And in this season of transition, when, when the culture is probably going from not so good to really bad, Isaiah is now being called to be a prophet to the culture or to the world. It's a season of transition. Now Isaiah could have looked at it and said, man, I don't want to be called right now. It doesn't look right. It doesn't look easy. But instead he responds to the call. I know that when we think about our calling, some of us are challenged by God because we know that we're called in this season today. In the culture that we're in right now, the culture seems contrary to the word of God. It seems evil. It doesn't seem like an easy time to be called by God. But instead of looking at the season that we're in as difficult or as evil, even though the world may be and the culture may be heading in that direction, what we need to look at as believers is not a season of of the devil winning or the season of the enemy taking over. We need to see it as a season of opportunity to be the light. In Matthew chapter 9, verse 35 through 38, it says, Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them, because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. So right now in the culture that we're in today, It's not a season to run, it's a season for opportunity. If we want to be called by God, then we have to see the world that we're in, not through the lens of the flesh or through the lens of fear, but through the lens of faith. And having faith that if we're called in this season, then our calling can truly make a difference in this world. I'm called and I see an opportunity. But before the calling, there must be a cleansing. Let's continue to read in the book of Isaiah chapter 6. Now we're going to read from verse 6. To verse 8. Then one of the seraphim flew to me, having in his hand a live coal, which he had taken with the tongs from the altar. 
And he touched my mouth with it and said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your iniquity is taken away and your sin is purged. Verse 8 says, Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then I said, Here I am, send me. What happens in the book of Isaiah chapter 6 is as Isaiah is in the throne room of God, he sees the wickedness within himself. And he says, I'm undone. I am a man of unclean lips. And as he speaks that out, this is what happens is the angel comes to him and touches his lips with his coal. And as soon as Isaiah is cleansed, as soon as his sins are purged, he now hears the voice of God calling out for somebody to respond to an opportunity. But if Isaiah had refused the coals, he would have never received the calling. If Isaiah would have refused the cleansing, he would have never had the opportunity to be called. If we want to be called by God to make a difference in our world, then we must be willing to go through the cleansing. And a cleansing from the Lord is not always easy because what he does is he'll touch us with his spirit and as his spirit touches our lives, he reveals things in us that are not right and that are not of him. It's easy to let go of the sin nobody wants to have. But what if God challenges you to let go of the things that you love, the things that you like? If you truly want to be called by God, then we have to be willing to go through the cleansing. Before the call comes the cleanse. And think, think about this. Isaiah, as he's in the throne room, he's watching everything that is happening. He's seeing the angels flying around worshiping. He's seeing the, the Lord sitting on the throne. He's in the presence of God. But when he's first in there, he's in there as, as someone who is observing what's happening. He's just kind of watching everything go on. And he's kind of looking at himself like, man, I don't really belong here. I'm, I'm unclean. I'm, I'm a sinner. But as soon as his sins are cleansed, he goes from observation to participation. He goes from somebody watching heaven, the things of heaven, to somebody partnering with the things of heaven. Because as soon as he's cleansed, he hears the voice of God. And he responds to the voice that he hears. If we want to partner with heaven and not just observe all the things happening in the world, in the kingdom of God... If we want to go from somebody who's just watching people make a difference to somebody who's actually making the difference, then we must allow God to cleanse us first so that we can hear His voice. And what's interesting too about this is that Isaiah was never called directly by God. God never says His name. He never says, Isaiah, will you go for us? He just says, who will go? So, one, so a couple things. When we're thinking about our calling. Number one, we need to see the opportunity. The season that we're in, the culture that we're in right now, although it's very evil and it's ugly and it's twisted and it's ungodly, it is not a time to run, but it's a time of opportunity to be the light, to, to be an evangelist, to spread the gospel, to lead others to Christ. So we must see the opportunity. Number two, we must allow God to cleanse us, give up the things that are not right. Let go of the things that you like if they're not godly, if they're not a part of God's will for your life. So number one, see the opportunity. Number two, allow the cleansing. But in this moment, I want us to listen to this, is Isaiah is never called directly. But Isaiah is able to hear the heart of God because he was in the presence of God. We're always looking for the word, right? We always want a word. God, give me a word from the prophet. God, give me a word from this revival. God, I'm going to go to this conference so I can hear what I'm called to do. 
But sometimes, I think most of the time, we hear our calling from God as we become close to Him. Isaiah was not called directly, but he was so close that he can hear the heart of the Lord. And as he's listening to what God is desiring, he responds to what God desires, not what Isaiah desires. He responds not saying, God, I believe this is why I'm called. This is what my life is for. He says, that's what you want to be done. I'll do it for you. If you need somebody to go, here I am, send me. You don't have to call my name because I know your heart. You don't have to give me details because I know your heart. Isaiah was close to God. So as he was close to God, he heard the, the heart of God. So again, when we're looking for our calling, we're always looking for these different signs and, and these different prophetic words and these, all these different things, different ways of, of maybe we want God to open up the heavens and, and, and give us the vision right in our room. But, but sometimes it's just about being close to God. And as we're close to God and we're walking in obedience, before you know it, you are walking in your calling. You are doing things that God is speaking to you. He's calling you. Calling is not about one day getting to a destiny. It's not about one day I'm going to do this and that's my calling. You're called every single day to be close to the Lord and to walk in obedience. So number one, see the opportunity. Number two, allow the cleansing of the Lord to take place in your life. Number three, be close enough to hear His heart. Walk with the Lord daily to understand what He desires for your life. And the last one that Isaiah does that I think it's important that we all need to understand as we're pursuing our call is Isaiah doesn't ask for details. Isaiah doesn't say, okay, God, you need somebody to do this, but tell me exactly what you need me to do, and then I'll do it. No, he says, you need somebody? Here I am. Send me. See, this is the struggle within us, is when we think about the calling, when we think about our calling from God, we want the blueprints laid out. We want the strategy laid out. We want God to, to tell us these next, the next 15 steps that we're going to take into our lives. And then we'll respond. God, I want to see how it's going to be successful first. God, you're, you're calling me to start a church. You're calling me to start a ministry. God, you're calling me to start a business. God, you're calling me to, to witness to my family. You're, call, you're calling me to, to write a book and to tell my story. Okay, God, you got to show me how it's going to be successful before I do it. That's, that's normally what we wait for. We wait for God to show us the end result before we take the first step. But Isaiah gives us a great example of what it is to respond to the call of God. It's to say, God, I don't need to see the details. You need somebody? Here I am. Send me. It's very familiar to what happens with the disciples and with Jesus. In Matthew chapter 4, verse 18 through 20, And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brothers, Simon called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea. For they were fishermen. Then he said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. They immediately left their nets and followed him. The disciples didn't say, Well, Jesus, how are you going to do this? What's it going to look like? Give us the 10-step plan for how we're going to make this happen. No, they trusted the voice of God, and immediately dropped their priorities, dropped their nets, their livelihood, and followed Christ. We have to take this same posture when it comes to our calling. God, I don't need to see the details. Lord, I'm going to follow you no matter what, no matter what it looks like in the end, God, because I trust you. I know that in the earth, I don't know what's going to happen at the end of my life, but I know where I'm going, and I'm going to be with you. So God, I don't need to know the details of my calling I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to respond 
to your heart. Here I am, send me. And I want to leave you with this last encouragement. Isaiah, when he responds to the call of God, God kind of lays out the plan. And basically God is telling him this. Hey, I'm going to call you to preach to these people, but they're not going to listen. So it seemed like Isaiah was already being called to a failed plan. But there's never failure when you're walking in obedience. When we think about successful ministry, what is success in following God? Success is not how many numbers you have or how much money you make. Success is about obedience, being obedient to the calling that God has placed on your life. Basically, God, I don't care about the results. I'm going to walk in obedience to you. So if we want to find our calling, we must see the opportunity. Allow the cleansing. Be close enough to hear the heart and the voice of God. And don't worry about the details. Just trust in the one who is calling you. I hope this encouraged you. I want to thank you for those who have been watching, sharing, and liking these videos. It means so much to us. If you want to support financially, you can. You can go to our website and sign up either as a one-time supporter or as a monthly giver. We appreciate you so much. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the message. If you'd like to help us to continue to create content like this, you can sign up as a supporter on our website, reclaim.media slash donate. Thank you.